It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-3 to start the year 5-0. First time since the 85-86 Edmonton Oilers that a defending Stanley Cup champion start the year's the year 5-0, and oh, the best open to a season for the Golden Knights in franchise history. A lot to like in terms of that for the Vegas Golden Knights, but to help us break this game down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what? I think Mark Stone said it best, right? Good teams find a way to win, and that's certainly what happened tonight for the Golden Knights. Yeah, and different ways each game, different people. And they've now had five goals from defensemen in five games. You know, that's uh, not something that we often see from the Golden Knights. Lots of shots from defensemen as well, getting involved. And keeping in mind, Petrangelo has now missed a few games. Mm -hmm. You know, he would often be part of that conversation. Uh, You've got uh, how many different goal scorers now? I think it's 13, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's hard to keep track when you score five goals. Mm -hmm. But that would be tied for the NHL lead if that is, in fact, the case. We'll have to check and see what happens around the league, of course. But you get the idea. You know, it's different people in different situations at different times. And even though they give up their first power play goal, they had been 12 for 12. It turns out the Jets got one on the Knights' 13th time shorthanded. That's all right. They scored two power play goals of their own, which doesn't necessarily happen all the time. At least it wasn't a common occurrence last year. They've now got two power play goals in a game twice in five. So it's different ways, different nights. And, you know, Logan Thompson was... Mm -hmm just outstanding you you saw in san jose he wasn't tested all that much he gave up a goal but you know it was not a high intensity night for logan today he was terrific he made you know the first a brilliant save on perfetti to his left reaching out with his left arm which is his stick and blocker reaching out to his left made a great combo with his right toe and then with the tip of his glove you go down uh down the list and um it was a pretty impressive night for Logan Thompson, the reason why, you know, despite giving up three goals, he still was the number two star in Winnipeg. You know how the stars usually work. The home team's going to get an edge. Uh, so when you give up three goals and you're the number two star on the road, that tells you a lot about what Logan Thompson did today. You know, another thing that you see from Bruce Cassidy, and this is something that we've we've noticed quite a bit, is changing on the fly, right? Like uh, looking at who's going, who isn't, what's what's working, what's not, and making tweaks inside of a game. Obviously, moving Brett Howden and Paul Cotter seemed to spark the Golden Knights in the second period. And, uh, you know, I think just the, the ability for Bruce to, to have those those pockets where he makes those changes has, has certainly helped keep things in the, in the right track for the Golden Knights. Yeah, that's part of the feel factor for Bruce. Sometimes he's going to do stuff that you kind of, oh, this guy's not going. You want to get somebody else some more minutes. And he has said that we're looking to mix things up there with that left wing spot, who works with who. We know Howden, Stevenson, Stone had been effective for a good run in the playoffs. But, you know, that's when you had Riley Smith on the roster playing alongside Will Carlson. Who do you want to have beside Will Carlson? Paul Cotter, Brent Howden, maybe Pavel Dorofiev. But, you know, the way it started is not how they went into the second period. And what do you know? Brent Howden scores yeah. in the first shift set up by Stone. Then later on, you know, Paul Cotter gets one of the assists along with Will Carlson on the Alec Martinez goal. So that is obviously uh, 
connected situation between the line changes and the production. So when you consider how Bruce Cassidy has made uh, a few wrinkles, you know, in game, a few tweaks in game, it, it worked today just as it had a couple of nights ago, you know, get Will Carlson some extra time. You, know, you just see when certain guys are going and mm-hmm. you know, that, that, you know, you're not necessarily looking to solve the puzzle every night. Ah, today, now we have finally unlocked the perfect lineup. That's not exactly, I mean, sure, I guess that would be wonderful if you did, but that's not necessarily the goal. You're trying to figure out who works on a given night against a given opponent. And uh, Bruce has found those combinations, and who knows, we might see something different on Saturday. And it might not be just those couple of lines. Mm-hmm. You know, what Gary was saying about Marcia Soeichel and Barbashev, of course, they've been so good together, but maybe at some point, like we saw, Barbashev didn't play as many minutes in the third period against Dallas as he normally would. You know, maybe there's something else there that we'll find out come Saturday. All right, Dan, when you uh, think about Keegan Colasar wearing an A, what, what, does that, what does that do for you? Well, first it surprised me yeah. because before warm-ups began, we got the roster printed out and see the A next to his name. And, you know, without Alex Petrangelo in the lineup, you would think that, um, you know, it might go to another player who normally wears an A. Alec Martinez has been one of those people. We talked about William Carlson on the pregame show who will wear an A home games. Eichel had it today and so on and so on and so on. So uh, I think it gives you a sense of how much Keegan is respected and appreciated mm-hmm. among the players and the coaches. Nick Watt talked about it there in one of our pregame, uh, one of our intermission chats. I think that's a big deal for not only Keegan, but that part of the lineup. Normally think of leaders as you know, the guys who score most points or get the most minutes. Colasar is neither of those things. He's probably going to be on the low end of the scoring department, the low end on minutes. But he's going to lead the team in fights. He's already got two of them. Yep. 20 in franchise history is the most. So uh, that, I think, just gives you a sense of how much the Knights appreciate their balance and appreciate the guys who have different roles that are not necessarily the highlight machines. But uh, he's played 200 games now. And he's a Manitoba native. This is the perfect circumstance to give Keegan that honor. All right, Dan. Any final thoughts on this game before we turn our attention to Saturday night and Connor Bedard? If you got one of those little uh, pitch counters, shot clocks, I'd like you to track, Ryan, how many times I mentioned Bedard on Saturday. <laughs> it's uh, what's the over-under on that? I don't know. You'll have to figure that out. I, I might, or like, I'm, st- I'm setting the line early at like 30, 30 and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be way over that. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll adjust. I'll, I'll have a final number for you on Saturday night. There yeah, you great. go. I look, I look forward to that report. All right. Great stuff, as always, Dan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-3 victory for the Golden Knights over the Winnipeg Jets. A 5-0 and start for the Vegas Golden Knights to the season. And as we mentioned, next in action Saturday, 5 o'clock against the Chicago Blackhawks and Connor Bedard. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Make your next family outing extra special and save money with the family four-pack. Available now at VegasGoldenKnights.com. This offer includes tickets, hot dogs, and drinks, and is available for family-friendly matinee games like next Friday's Nevada game. 
against Chicago. Connor Bedard will be traveling to Vegas next week. So a couple of games against Connor Bedard within the week. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-3, to three, extend their win streak to open up the season to 5-0, and oh, 10 points on the ledger for the Golden Knights. First team in the National Hockey League to double-digit points in the standings. I mean, there's a lot to like about where the Golden Knights are right now. It's 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 pretty remarkable that they've been able to kind of take what they did in the in the Stanley Cup final after a short season or short off season. And again, like you you start to think about Stanley Cup hangover, the shortened off season, you're not getting as much time to train, get yourself ready to go. And yet the Golden Knights have hit the ground running. And and you know the first three games of the year, you look back at that, and it's Seattle, it's San Jose, it's Anaheim. But the Golden Knights took care of business. They turned those three games into no-doubters with all of the you know, distractions kind of looming over them. And then you've got two really strong opponents in Dallas and Winnipeg with travel. Like That's not something uh, you generally come out of 2-0, and and yet the Golden Knights did come out of it 2-0 and in those stretches of games. So now you've got Bedard. And the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday, it's going to be really interesting to see how the Golden Knights approach that game because you've got a young team in Chicago, you've got a young player in in, in Bedard, and there's belief there. Not that there's going to be like a strong push to the playoffs or anything like that, but that you've got talent all of a sudden, right, to, to kind of skate with the best teams in the league. So for the Golden Knights, there's going to be a, some things that need to be sharpened up going into Saturday night's game against Chicago. But, you know, the encouraging the encouraging aspects of this game to me are things we've been talking about for a while now, special teams and goaltending, right? Like goaltending was the biggest story for the golden Knights last season. How are you going to get on with Logan Thompson, and Aiden Hill? And then when there were injuries, how are you going to get on with Lauren Brossois? How are you going to get on with, you know, a rotating cast of goaltenders starting five guys, five different guys, five consecutive games and still finding wins. And then you have the the postseason run. Lauren Brossois starts at Aiden Hill, finishes at Logan Thompson coming off of injury, question marks surrounding goaltending again to a lesser degree, but also it's there, right? And this was a, a goalie win for me. As I, I don't know that the Golden Knights had, you know, their their B game tonight. It certainly wasn't what we have seen through the first four games prior to this one. But Logan Thompson was full value, full marks. He was phenomenal. He was so good for the Vegas Golden Knights. And when you look at things in that perspective, you need team wins night to night. You need unsung hero wins night to night. And some nights you need a goalie win. And tonight to me was a goalie win for the Vegas Golden Knights. So stick taps to Logan Thompson. He was phenomenal in this one. And a big, big reason, if not the biggest reason that the Golden Knights come away with two points and extend that win streak to 5-0 oh, and 0. Oh. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Game, what does it do for Logan, do you think, to have a game where he truly kept the team in it? Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly did his job. Um, you know, you, you got to give him a lot of credit because, you know, we had we, we were playing pretty well in front of him and the second period seemed to have things in hand and playing the right way and then just got away from us. Um, a lot of that's on us. Give Winnipeg credit, especially in the third, the way they came out. They won a lot of races and battles. Um, but it's it's still nice to correct some things while you're winning. You don't always have to learn hard lessons. And tonight was one of those examples that could have easily gone Winnipeg's way. And um, But we found a way to win the game, especially in the power play, a timely goal. 
Um, and then Logan makes his saves along the way. So it's 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 okay for the group to not to be perfect every night and learn just as long as you get better from it, right? Next time you have a lead, understand why you get there and what you need to do with the puck, especially against Winnipeg. They, they can score. We know that. Right? When we check well against them, that's when we play our best against them. You've talked about all the emphasis you've put behind special teams early in the year. How rewarding is it to see that pay off the way that it has been? Well, the power play was hit or miss. I think it was better than numbers going in, to be honest with you. We had missed some open nets, some good looks, and today we didn't miss on them. Uh, we buried the, the looks we had. Um, PK's been very good. and you know We're giving up less. We're just pressuring pucks better. and Had a little breakdown in coverage on their second goal. That was a bang-bang play. They made a nice play. You said that you know, it's nice to, have to not have to win, make, learn hard lessons. What will, they, what will you focus on tomorrow? Well, that depends. What, honestly, what time we get in, and, and the, the travel hits us again, right? So, tomorrow we got to see who's healthy. Um, but if we end up going on the ice, that'll be a decision we still have to make. I mean, a lot of it, Gary, honestly, is is um, managing the puck in the neutral zone, which is a hard thing to go on the ice and tell. You know what I mean? That's a mindset. That just becomes a mindset of making better decisions. So, to, I don't know that's necessarily a technical thing. It was more about us. I think we, we got a little, I don't know if disrespectful is the right word, but you know we just stopped playing, making the play that was available to us. Uh, and sometimes that was a, a nice play. And sometimes it was just, hey, get it behind their goal line and go get it back and work because you can do that against this team. And we got away from that. So you know I, I can't tell you exactly that we can correct some of the things that got us in trouble today just by going on the ice and practicing something. So we'd... we'd, we'd We'd do special teams again. I think you know we're, we're not getting on the power play a lot, so certainly move pucks around. Um, and some of our breakout, I think we got predictable in terms of D to D. And uh, when we got ourselves in trouble, so playing, you know, catchphrase now, play faster. I just play with pace, play north, get the puck moving up ice. So a lot of that is working to support it. So those would be a couple of the drills we'd build in. Of course, Winnipeg was able to uh, equalize or. or answer back 33 seconds after your shorthanded goal, but was that still a pivotal moment in this game? Um, sorry, which? Your shorthanded goal. Was it a pivotal moment? You mean our, our power? Your shorthanded goal, Winnipeg was able to respond. We didn't, we didn't score a shorthanded goal, did we, tonight? Yeah, Perfetti scored 33 seconds later. What? We're going to have to... Is that the turnover? Stone and... Uh, oh, that was, that was five on five. Though. Um... So what was the question again? Sorry, I was well, thinking this of... Is a pivotal, a pivotal... Well, yeah, I mean, I think right there is a good example of we're high in the offensive zone, we got movement, but, you know, we make a no-look kind of play. It's a dangerous play, and we don't quite execute. Now they're coming back. I'll say this. I thought Howden did a great job getting back to almost break up the rush. They just made a good play. I think it was Nemenstikov into the middle of the ice to the back post. So, um, But, yeah, that gave him life. And I think when you're on the road... Team hasn't generated anything in the whole second period. We've out, you know we've outplayed them, and now you give them life and you give them some hope going into the third too. So that that's where we got ourselves in trouble. But as I said to Gary, like you don't always have to lose to learn from that, right? We we kind of picked ourselves up in the third eventually after they tied it and um, got our game back together, which is a sign of a good hockey team too, right? We're, we're not going to fold up even though we knew we weren't at our best. Thanks, Bruce. Sorry. Thanks, Bruce. 
That was head coach Bruce Cassidy after tonight's 5-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Winnipeg Jets. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS at PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The VGK postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-3. Vegas 5-0. 10 points on the year. First team to double-digit points in the standings. And the first defending Stanley Cup champion since the 85-86 Edmonton Oilers to start the subsequent season 5-0. That's present. That's phenomenal company for the Golden Knights. And it's also the best start in franchise history to a season 5-0. and So a lot to love there for the Vegas Golden Knights. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, Vegas getting a little bit healthier. Alec Martinez into the lineup for the first time this season in this game tonight. Alex Petrangelo did not travel with the Golden Knights, so I would expect that uh, we're going to see a similar type of lineup, at, at least in part, on Saturday night against Connor Bedard and the Ed, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it on Saturday. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Uh, we'll go back to the first period. I, I talked about the need to really manage the first five minutes of the game well. It didn't happen. There was a breakdown for the Golden Knights, and it led to Alex Iafalo's open opening the scoring for the Jets. Martinez, stick breaks on the play. Jets are in a shot. Rebound, score! Winnipeg strikes first. Alex Ayafalo, the former king, gets his second goal of the season. Alex Ayafalo, his second of the year from Josh Morrissey and Nito Niederreiter. One minute, 30 seconds into the game makes it one to nothing Winnipeg. But the Golden Knights would tie the game up later in the first period as Jonathan Marcheseau ripped home a power play goal. Out high for Theodore. Straight on, steps away, passes right Stevenson in the middle. Marcheseau, he scores! Quick stick from Jonathan Marcheseau. High in the slot. Beats Brossois on the blocker side, and the Knights have tied it 1-1. Jonathan Marcheseau's second of the year from Chandler Stevenson and Shea Theodore, a power play goal. 17-42 of the first period makes it 1-1. And then with the period winding down, Logan Thompson made a desperate save on Cole Perfetti. Here comes Cole Perfetti through the right circle. Peels to the outside. Peels left. Dylan slap shot, pad save, rebound, oh, a stick save! Thompson diving to his left, incredible stop. Beautiful save there from Logan Thompson. No quit in his game, and that's the main reason we would head to the second period knotted up at one, and the Golden Knights did a better job managing their start in the second period as Mark Stone set up Brett Howden to give the Golden Knights the lead. DeMello will bring it back. Look out, he fans on a pass. A steal for the Knights. Stone for Howden. He scores! Instant results. Four-check pressure from Howden, and the Knights have taken a 2-1 lead. Brett Howden, his first of the year, 49 seconds into the second period. The assist to Mark Stone makes it 2-1 Vegas, and the Golden Knights would control most of the play from that point forward, and they'd extend their lead later in the period as Alec Martinez scored in his first game of the year. Piont defending. Connor got it to Carlson. Behind on the right. In the middle, Martinez scores! Left post and in. Alec Martinez, in his season debut, extends the Vegas lead 
3-1 Golden Knights, 4.33 to go in the second period. Alec Martinez from William Carlson and Paul Cotter, 15-27 of the second period, makes it 3-1 Vegas. But the Jets got that one right back as Cole Perfetti bested Logan Thompson this time to pull the Jets back to within one. But it's taken away by Ehlers. Works in, beating the slot is Ehlers. Nemestikov to the goal. They score! Cole Perfetti. Third great scoring chance of the game for him. This time, no miraculous save for Logan Thompson. Cole Perfetti scores his first of the year. And the Jets now trail 3-2. Cole Perfetti's first of the season from Vlad Nemestnikov and Nikolai Ehlers. 16 minutes of the second period makes it 3-2 Vegas. So we'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights nursing a one-goal lead, and the Jets pressed all period long and tied the game on the power play as Alex Iafalo scored his second of the game. Jets have it on the right wing. Now across to the left, here's Nikolai Ehlers to the goal line. Quick shot, score! Alex Iafalo ties it up. Second goal of the game for the former King, 3-3 with 8.28 to go in the third period. Iafalo, his second of the night from Mark Scheifele and Nick Ehlers. 11.32 of the third period ties the game at 3-A power play goal for the Winnipeg Jets. But after the Jets' power play, Vegas got one of their own, and Jack Eichel restored the one-goal lead with his third of the season. Loose puck as Appleton goes down. Play stays in the zone. Stone in the slot. Back to the left for Eichel. He scores! Sharp angle shot from the bottom of the left wing circle. Power play goal. Vegas takes a 4-3 lead. 4.36 to go in the third period. Jack Eichel power play goal from Mark Stone and Shea Theodore. 15-24 the third period makes it 4-3 Vegas. And the Jets would pull Lauren Brossois for the extra attacker late in the period. And Nick Waugh iced the game with an empty net goal. Theodore from behind his own goal. Net is empty for the Jets. Here's Waugh coming across the red line. He shoots. He scores. Nicholas Waugh, empty net goal from the neutral zone. 5-3 Golden Knights with 103 to play. Nick Waugh's second goal of the season. Nick Waugh from Shea Theodore, empty net goal, 18-57 of the third period, makes it 5-3 Vegas, and all that's left in this one is the final call. Yeah, that is just about going to do it. Six seconds to go. Some applause here at Canada Life. It's mostly the Manitoba natives in the Knights' uniform receiving applause. Vegas wins it 5-3, and they start the season 5-0 in defense of their championship. 5-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets to run their win streak to start the year up to five games in a row. 5-0 for the Vegas Golden Knights next in action Saturday against the Chicago Blackhawks. We're back to wrap it up next on the VGK Post Game Show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show, the Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets 5-3. Vegas 5-0 on the year. Ten points, first team in the National Hockey League to double digits points in the standings. Next in action, Saturday, 5 o'clock against the Chicago Blackhawks. First look at Connor Bedard. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar for the Golden Knights. It was uh, it, it's an interesting one because yeah, you know, I, I didn't think they started the game well, and then they they started to kind of find their game midway through the first period, and then from about ten minutes of the first period to about 
15 minutes into the second period. I thought the Golden Knights were really, really good. Really, really good. And then the Winnipeg Jets made a push. The Golden Knights started to make some riskier plays with the puck. And when you have a team pushing and the puck management isn't exactly to the standard you have set before, things can get dicey pretty quickly. And you got to give the Winnipeg Jets a lot of credit. They, they could have just rolled over in this game. They did not do that. They pushed back and they tied the game in the third period. So, you know, for the Golden Knights, I thought Logan Thompson was fantastic. Obviously, special teams are, are a story here. You get two power play goals, one from Marcia, so one from Jack Eichel. And I think if you're the Golden Knights, you're looking for the fact that, that your special teams come through and you're a good team that found a way to win. You chalk that one up and you try to have a better outing on Saturday night in Chicago against Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. That's going to do it for me here on the VGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. To the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 5-3 the final score, the Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas now 5-0 on the year, 10 points. Banked in the standings for the Vegas Golden Knights, defending Stanley Cup champions. Off to a phenomenal start. Uh, hasn't happened since the 85-86 Oilers, where a defending Stanley Cup champion opens up the subsequent season 5-0. and So if you're a Golden Knight fan, like you obviously like the company that the Golden Knights are in right now with, with their start to the season. Uh, certainly you like what you've seen over the course of the first week and a half or so, but... You know, the simple fact is, I think you look at this game, and, and Bruce Cassidy said it best, like, sometimes it's nice, right? It's nice to not have to learn a really tough lesson, a really hard lesson. A hard lesson in this one would have been the Golden Knights losing the game. They didn't get to that point, and you look at that, it's it's good stuff there for the Golden Knights. So, all that to say, it's a 5-0 and team, undefeated to this point, defending Stanley Cup champion, I'm expecting some positivity tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I passed positivity about halfway through the third period, and now I'm absolutely in shock. I don't know what it's going to take because it will take something for us to finally lose, obviously. But when Rita can call at the last call of two nights ago, and then we follow that up with this win tonight, I do believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't know how we covered the puck line. I don't know how we won by two goals. That was maybe the worst performance I've seen the Knights have in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it was that bad. I think that there were pockets where it wasn't particularly good, and you've got to give Winnipeg a lot of credit for finishing off some of their chances. So, you know, I 
I think Logan Thompson was fantastic. Obviously, you get an empty net goal. That's how you get the two-goal lead and, and kind of cover cover the, the puck line. But the fact of the matter is, like, I don't think it's as bad as as maybe some would look at it. But I do think that the Golden Knights need to tighten some things up, especially going into Saturday night's game against Chicago and, and Connor Bedard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do need to tighten just a little bit, for sure. I, I get this feeling that Logan and Aiden, who are great friends, boyhood friends, Mm-hmm. are trying to outdo each other and it's fantastic for us to see this happen but one of the pundits that during the night said it's very rare that a goalie has a puck stain on the back side of his hockey stick i mean that's an amazing save uh, it's no quitting logan thompson that's for sure <laughs> and it's like we're trying to outdo each other and i think it's phenomenal i'm not sure that Barbashev is engaged as he as much as he should be. Do you feel he's playing as well as he should? Uh, I think that they're with Barbashev, Eichel, and Marcia so five on five. It hasn't been as electric or connected as it was over the course of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, it certainly wasn't. You know, the first it's not as good as it was the first three games. Now, sometimes you're going to have lulls. Individual players are going to have some tough outings. I think they'll be able to correct things, but it, it hasn't been um, as dominant a performance from Barbashev, Eichel, and Marcia. So. Yeah, it, it will get better. I'm positive of that. Well, let's uh, figure tomorrow afternoon when you uh, guys do the show, the insider show at 4 o'clock, mm-hmm. we'll have to set an over-under, and when does it begin where Connor Bedard's name is mentioned? Is that 4 o'clock, or does it begin with the game? Mike, I think I've said Bedard like 75 times tonight. It's already started. <laughs> Like I, I'm, the game's over. Winnipeg's done. Like I'm already looking toward Saturday. That's how special yeah. a player Bedard is. And and thanks for the call, Mike. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the conversation about Connor Bedard, what you're going to expect, what you know, you have to pay attention to going into that game. Like it starts now. He's that special of a player. So uh, more on Connor Bedard, more on the Vegas Golden Knights as we navigate more of your phone calls. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the Extended Postgame Show. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. I think that this game showed two things that is going to be important throughout the season. And one is the ability to bend but not break, which yep. Certainly they did in the third period, right? That was a very one-sided start to a third period. And, yes, they let them get the goal to tie it up. But that leads to the second thing, which is some nights you are going to need your power play to step up mm-hmm. and be the difference. And it was tonight as well. Yeah, and you know what, Stephanie? I, I You're right on the money with the call. Thank you. I, I will say this. like Going into the season, special teams were a point of emphasis for Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. You wanted to get your power play operating just a, just a bit better. You want your penalty kill operating a bit better. Early returns on the penalty kill, it's been fantastic. And I know they gave up their first power play goal of, of, of the year, but it was still really solid in terms of their, their ability to kill. Power play can be a difference maker in a game like tonight where you don't have your best stuff. It can still deliver you two points. It can still get you over the finish line with a win. And that's really the difference that that you know comes with a with a solid power play. So um, in my estimation, and I think you're right on the money, having a couple of power play goals tonight in a game where you don't have your best stuff five on five, it propels you to a win and good teams find a way to win. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Lou. Hey, Lou, how you doing? 
good, Ryan. Good to talk to you. Hey, uh, you know, not playing their best game, you know, key injuries on the blue line early in the season, and you're 5-0, man. There's no franchise in the NHL that wouldn't take that, sure. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about the goalies a little bit because you talked about that with Dan um, in the postgame show, and I started wondering, you know, I, I, I think that the injuries that Hill and Thompson had last season and the time they missed have almost been a blessing going into this season because they didn't have to drag themselves through an 82-game season and playoffs all the way through the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And without having that wear and tear of that full long season on their bodies, even though they were injured during the fourth last season, they were able to come in and look a whole lot fresher than they would have had they both been healthy for the whole season and played the whole season. Yeah, I... That's an interesting thought because I, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to to agree with you, right? Like you don't have as much mileage coming into this year, and I think, you know, that's important for Aiden and Logan, and it's going to be interesting to see how Bruce Cassidy and Sean Burke kind of navigate how to divvy up the starts to keep both guys fresh and both guys playing well over the course of eighty two. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as as once again as. Blue liners come back, and these guys, the, the team in general, get back ingrained into Bruce's system a little bit more. Those guys are really going to shine. I mean, they've already really shined, but man, can you imagine once the team is actually in sync, what they're going to look like being as fresh as they are? I mean, I, I, I hate to be overly optimistic, but I, I, I can't imagine them being better than they have been in these first five games, but I think they might be. Yeah, you know what, Lou? Thanks for the call. Great to talk to you. Um, I've missed you, buddy, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think for, for Aiden and Logan, it's just about essentially what it's going to be about for the Golden Knights all season long. It's, it's kind of building your game, right? Like, Logan was fantastic tonight, and Aiden has been fantastic to start the year. You're going to have lulls. There's going to be moments in time where maybe the defense isn't as as solid in front of you and you're going to have to make some big saves like Logan did tonight but I think overall like if the Golden Knights are playing well defensively and Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson are making the right reads and you know playing off of what is happening in front of them the correct way you're going to see some low scoring games in terms of what opposition can get on the Golden Knights and and Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson are in great spots great spots inside of this system and I think that they play to the strengths of the system and that's really what you're going to see over the course of 82 games let's head back out of the phone lines bring in Joe hey Joe how you doing hey uh, Ryan it's your old pal Joey Zamboni hey it's Joey Zamboni Joe yeah from uh, Friday yeah hey, I hate to take away from the hockey talk yep 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 uh great game uh great win five and oh start the season goalie's looking good mm-hmm um, but, uh, you know why I'm calling? I do. Okay. So let me give you a quick synopsis. Like I said, don't want to take too long of your time or anyone else's time. It's kind of fun that what you guys did. Um, so Friday, the, the little interview that I had picking the teams and stuff, that was awesome. I, I, I went to the, to the website. I sent it to all my friends with the timestamp and, mm-hmm. uh, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. So I get home on Monday, a little late and I'm catching the end of the, uh, you know, the calling uh, half hour mm-hmm. segment. Yep. And I hear, I hear Stephanie calling. Yep. And, and I'm like, what? I, I'm like standing in my kitchen. I just got in. 
I ran in and I, I had it on in the Jeep. I turned it on in, in the big stereo and I got home to listen to it. And I'm like, what, what the heck was that? And I was like, I like totally freaked out. And then when you guys mentioned it at the end, um, when you guys were talking about Chris and his ex-wife and all that stuff. Yeah. And then Darren brought it up again. I was like, okay. So then Tuesday, I got a ticket to the game. Um, so I was on the bus and then on the bus on the way home. And I get home, uh, listening to it. I get home and I hear Rita. I know we don't want to upset Rita, but I heard her, you know, she's upset that it was a, do- it's a dating show. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> so then I hear the clip yesterday. Yeah. I get up, I get up uh, a little late. So I hear the clip yesterday that you guys mashed it together, did a little mashup. That was totally cool. Like, I, I'm just, it's, it's just so crazy. And then, <laughs> so I tried calling back like the whole second hour. Really? Um, I was, I was, yes. I, I didn't get a lot. Well, here's the thing. First set of tickets you gave away, I was calling three. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't even get through. And I know I was trying to time it when EJ was on and all that stuff. And I don't know, you guys are busy or whatever. He didn't answer the phone. Chris mm. didn't. So I wanted to take this opportunity today to just call in and say hi and say hi to Stephanie and whatever uh, that may entail. Okay. But uh, no, it's totally fun stuff. Totally great stuff. Um, I hope everyone gets a little fun entertainment out of this. Joe, will you will you call us back tomorrow on the Insider Show? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What? I'll try. I'll try and call back. I, I'm I'm not even working at my place where I normally work. I'm okay. helping out at another place. So we've been. Uh, busy trying to get something open and ready for next week. So I've, it's just been kind of a busy week too. So for yeah. me to get on, but yeah, I will, uh, I'll give you guys a call tomorrow. Okay. I can probably first, uh, first hour, second hour. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go first segment. All right. Let's go. Let's, yeah. like, let's sure. lead it off. I'm going to tell Chapman. He has to, he has to pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah. If you as, don't long get... as, he doesn't, as long as he doesn't curse at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to curse at me. Right. It'll be fine. I'm letting him know Joey Zamboni's calling in first thing. And we're okay. going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to, we're going to play the clip of you. We're going to play the clip of Stephanie and we are going to do our best to create a love connection. That's what we do here. Okay. All right. No, it's, uh, all the crazy stuff in the world is uh, something fun and, uh, Hope, uh, hope the audience enjoys it and, uh, you know, just something fun. All right. Awesome. Really cool. Awesome. Joe, call in tomorrow. All right. Yeah. I'll give you guys a call. Uh, hopefully I'm out by four. I'll just run away and, uh, call you guys. <laughs> all right. Fantastic stuff. So, Joey. All right. All right, you Zan- guys have a good night. Go night. All right. Thanks so much, Joey. Joey Zamboni. Uh, if you are an avid listener of the VGK insider show, you know exactly what that is about. Um, and boy, oh boy, it's going to be fun tomorrow. I cannot wait. Let's take a break. Come back with more of your phone calls next. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here on the extended post game show on Fox sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 5-3 to the finals. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets. 5-0 and start to the year for the Golden Knights. First time that's happened for a defending Stanley Cup champion since the 85-86 Oilers. So good company there for the Golden Knights. Also, we just heard from Joey Zamboni, and that's a... a Huge development in the world of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Joey will call us back tomorrow. Stephanie, I'm just going to throw this out there to you. You know why Joey Zamboni called. He shot a shot. 
702-876-1340. Stephanie, if you are calling or if you're listening, call us in right, call in right now. I'd love to I'd love to chat with you. Maybe we can set up a conference call of sorts tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show. Everyone seems to be invested in this. I think it's amazing. 702-876-1340. Stephanie, number two, if you are listening, give me a call. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, we're going to talk hockey with you, I'm assuming. Hey, right. Yeah, let's talk hockey. Okay. But, uh, I, I, but I'm following the soap opera. Believe me, brother. I'm Listen, it's following. amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be listening tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, I'm, you know I couldn't miss that. Uh, back to hockey, though. Uh, I'm ecstatic, like we all are. Um, we we tend to use the phrase, uh, you know, finding ways to win. Mm-hmm. Um, when we've watched a game that maybe we weren't firing completely hot on all eight cylinders with like passing and connecting and stuff in the neutral zone. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't think it was a. I don't think we played really bad. I'm not as hard on the guys as maybe some of my other fellow fans. But mm-hmm. when you talk about finding ways to win, one of the ways is what you've been talking about is individual efforts. So you know, you covered the goalie, and of course, Logan Thompson was spectacular. I don't have anything to add there. But to me, uh, also the Jack Eichel goal was. Very unlikely. I mean, yeah, he's Jack Eichel, uh, but Brossois was lined up and in position. There was not a lot of space, and somehow Eichel found it. And uh, I don't know if you know this either, but Jack Eichel is frequently the last person on the ice during warm-ups, and he practices shots from that part, from that angle. Mm-hmm. So to see him make that shot tonight was just especially satisfying. And when you talk about ways to win, man, you know, that, that was it. And uh, the last thing I was just going to say is uh, we seem to be hitting good empty nets at the end. I, I understand when a team pulls their goalie, but Jesus, you do so at your own peril because we've, we've been hitting empty nets lately. It seems to me like, uh, so well, lot, I, lots to like, lots to love. So I, I mean, that's how you close out a game, right? Like that's, yeah. that's important. And, you know, oftentimes when you miss on those opportunities or you miss on those chances, it usually comes back the other way and it bites you. And for the Golden Knights, every time they've had, you know, an opportunity to close a game out with an empty net goal, they've been able to do it so far this season and it's made life a little bit easier on them. Absolutely. And we've made them from like sometimes back behind the behind the behind the goal, like mm-hmm. deep in deep in our D zone. And we just pop that thing over and it's those are just so satisfying. I don't know why. I mean, it just finishes the game off, but uh, and I understand why teams do it. We do it too, but but it seems like our percentages. I, I'm not a statistician like you are, but it seems like our percentages on the empty nets are it's pretty been pretty high lately. No, it's been high this season. They're yeah. they're they're two for two. So you'll take that all day long, right? Like you'll oh you'll, yeah you'll take that for sure. Um, what are you looking forward to on Saturday as as uh, the Golden Knights go to Chicago and take on Connor Bedard? Uh, you know, we're a team, we're not playing one player. We don't rely on one player and I, you know, we're going to play golden Knights hockey, but you know, eventually I hate to say it. We are going to drop a game sometime soon. Uh, We're we're even going to play great. We're going to play a fantastic game coming up here and, you know, maybe not win. So we, we got to be ready for that. But overall, to me, this is just, Winning hockey. It's, this is what's been going on since they started. This is what's been going on for five, six years now. 
Mm-hmm. Winning hockey. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Great stuff, Peter. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, for, for me, I, I think you've, you've touched on a couple of things, right? Like there will be, you're not going to go 82 and 0. no team's going to go 82 and 0. we all understand that, recognize that. However, there are going to be nights where you, you don't play well and you win. There are going to be nights where you play well and you lose and you ma- you have to manage those, those ups and downs over the course of an 82 game season. I think the golden Knights are in a good spot to do that. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Marianne. Hey, Marianne, how you doing? Hi there, Ryan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic. Well, we have the extra player and everybody thinking positive, so mm-hmm. that takes a lot, you know, when you need it. And it turns them around all the time, so that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, what did you What did you like most about the game tonight? Just the fact that when you think it's all in the backyard of not being able to succeed, they mm-hmm. come through every time. you got to give them credit. Like good teams, like they say, find a way to win. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Marianne. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Um, I it, Mark Stone said it best, right? Like in his walk-off interview with Dan Duva and Gary Wallace, good teams find a way to win, and you, you don't get much better than winning the Stanley Cup. And in defense of that title, you, you got to find ways over the course of 82 to get yourself back into the playoffs and give yourself a chance to do it again. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 5-3 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Winnipeg Jets, Vegas 5-0, 10 points on the year. First defending Stanley Cup champion since the 85-86 Oilers to start the year 5-0. Best start in franchise history for the Golden Knights, 5-0. And they're next in action Saturday, 5 o'clock, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's take a just quick update on the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, see where they're where they're at and how they're doing in their game right now against Colorado Avalanche. It's 2-0 Colorado, 14 minutes left in the second period, and Chicago is being outshot 27-8. 27-8. So for the Golden Knights, it's about correcting a few of the things that didn't go particularly well through stretches in tonight's game and then applying them Saturday in Chicago against Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Bobby Machado in the studio, making sure everything sounds great and everything stays on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers, and especially you, Joey Zamboni and Stephanie Number 2. We will chat with you guys tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show. Until Saturday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.